everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode number two, seeing as last week was a bonus episode. Yes, officially episode, episode two, two, I think. Yeah, welcome to episode two of It's a Wrap, uh, Simon and Wayne's spiffing movie review. This week we're going to be studying Transformers. First we'll be looking at the Transformers the movie from 1986, and then a little bit of movie news, and then Transformers 2. The new one, Revenge of the Fallen. Joy. I say new, it's been out a few months, but we're a little behind. But Transformers was a fairly formative part of my childhood, and I feel like now I'm doing a movie podcast, I can't really not cover Transformers 2. But we'll get to Transformers 2 later on. We're going to kick off with Transformers the movie, which was made in 1986, and was the feature-length version of the cartoon, which had gone on for two seasons, I think. Uh, And then suddenly this movie came out, which was full length and introduced a whole load of new characters. Well, you could say characters it introduced a whole load of new toys so they could sell them, killed off all the old ones. As the product line disappeared. Yes, yeah. And it was kind of the last hurrah for Transformers, at least in the UK and the US, I think. It carried on. There was a third season, and then it sort of dwindled a bit and the toys started to get quiet. And I think it continued in Japan for years and years and years, uh, and then reappeared sort of late 90s, was it? with the Beast Wars and now they've mm-hmm. had all sorts of random ones and now the movies are back but oh. for me the pinnacle was the movie in 1986 okay so do you want to just tell us a little bit about the plot of the 1986 movie yeah uh, well it, it carries on from the general concept of Transformers which is robots in disguise <laughs> come from another planet called Cybertron crash land on Earth and then it's the Autobots versus the Decepticons and the new element that appears in the movie is a giant planet called Unicron, voiced by Orson Welles in his last role. Uh, what a role to be remembered for as your last role. Indeed. I think I stole your fact there, Wayne. Sorry. You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. about that. Another person who had a famous last role um, is, of course, uh, Raul Julia in Street Fighter, wasn't it? Yes. Wasn't it him? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. What a role. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking no. about Transformers the movie. Yes. So, yes, Unicron giant planet eats other planets very bad and it can also turn into a giant robot which is the biggest of all the robots and essentially as with most Transformers stories it ends up becoming robots fighting other robots along the way you have all sorts of problems with the leaders being killed and new people coming along to try and take over the reins and then them getting killed and yeah it's basically it's that's the death of Optimus Prime and then the takeover by Ultra Magnus and then the subsequent takeover again of the Autobots by Hot Rod or Rodimus Prime as yes. he became known <laughs> yeah I was never sure about Hot Rod because <laughs> aside from his slightly dubious name he starts off as a very cool sports car and then when he becomes the leader he turns into a camper van never really understood that well we've Great power comes great responsibility, I yes. suppose. And he has to carry everyone round, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, what did you think of the movie? Well, obviously at the time, I was about five years old. And it is, I think, my first cinema memory. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I, remember, I actually remember going to the cinema. Um, and queued up outside, very excited. Canterbury Cinema, which is minuscule, but obviously I was quite small at the time as well, so it seemed bigger. Uh, and I, was, I seem to recall liking it because generally I like most Transformers stuff at the time. I remember everyone else in the audience, well, all the kids, crying their eyes out, Optimus Prime dying. Um, I don't think I cried. It just surprised me a bit, I think. Yeah, that that whole upsetting part of the Optimus Prime dying, that, on the 
UK release. I'm not sure if it's on the movie release or just on the UK DVD release. At the end, there's a voiceover which mm. says, Optimus Prime will return. Yes. So yeah. there you go. Just to They presumably got worried about, for the last hour, having a load of kids just crying their eyes out in the cinema and thought, OK, yeah, we better put on a voiceover at the end just to calm down so the parents don't kill us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly bad. But that's kind of what's surprising about the film in general because it is really quite harsh. Mm. I think that's what sets it apart from a lot of other um, sort of feature-length versions of kids' cartoons from the eighties. Because you look at like Thundercats movies, and they're, they're, they're really quite there was a poor. Thundercats movie. Yeah, not cinema release, oh. but you know, like double-length episodes or whatever. Mm. And if it was a Thundercats movie, who would you cast as Lionel? <sighs> hmm. And what about Cheetah? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is Lionel. It could work. It might do. It might yeah. do indeed. Yeah. Have mm. you seen the fan trailer? No. Yes. Uh, with all the painted people and stuff. Yes, yes, I have. That's quite good. I said no, meaning yes. Yes, yeah. yeah. Vin Diesel was <laughs> Panthro, was his name? Pan- yeah, Panthro, Pan- yeah. Pan- yeah. Panther Man. Pan- Pan- Pantera. Pan- yeah, that wasn't him. <laughs> that wasn't him. All right, no. okay. Uh, yeah, but you look at all those and they are quite clearly just exercises in keeping children occupied for two hours. Mm-hmm. It's just fight, run along a bit, another fight, run along a bit, another fight, the end. Yeah. Uh, and although that does apply in some ways to Transformers the movie, it still has a story and characters and decent moral lessons interweaved mm. with it. Yeah, I think you can see where this is going, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it doesn't shy away from stuff that you don't normally get in kind of churned out kid cartoon fodder like the death of a major character who's the character that everyone's grown up loving and know? pretty much every other character who was an Autobot due to the fact they're yeah. bringing out a new toy line yeah. but nonetheless I, I think it's still quite a good movie I, I watched it fairly recently and um, yeah I still quite enjoy it it's um, yeah it, it does the trick you know what it is and yeah. it's not upsetting and it doesn't make you angry no the only bits that are upsetting maybe is the Weird Al Yankovic song that's pretty poor. Oh, you got to mention the soundtrack. Though. The soundtrack's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. one of the most fantastic parts of the film. You got the touch, you got the power, and it's just like classic, really naff eighties rock. Yeah. Brilliant. You should have seen the emotion on Wayne's face just then. Uh, maybe we'll beautiful thing to take a photo of it yeah. at some point. Anyway, so yes. yeah, that's Transformers the movie, nineteen eighty six. We liked it. We liked it. We liked it. Yes, quite and a lot. it's the only cartoony type thing from my childhood that I can still watch today and think yeah that's quite good actually yeah. right. so before we get on to the uh, what's bound to be a rant about the, uh, the next film <laughs> yeah. um, do, do start preparing yourselves for that <laughs> we may have to turn the volume down um, we'll just have a look at some interesting movie news and facts coming out that have been tickling both Simon and, and mine's um, where are you going with this oh interest, interest. Right. <laughs> yes. I did wonder what, uh, okay. what had been tickling yeah you yeah. first. Well, as we mentioned in the first podcast, it was Comic Con last week. Yes, uh, I think so. The last couple of weeks. Well, it depends when they're listening to it. That's true. This could be playing in like 50 years' time. Yeah. It still might have been Comic Con last week, but it wouldn't be the one we're yeah. talking about. Anyway. anyway. Yes. Um, but there didn't seem to be a huge amount of stuff coming out of Comic Con. Um, At least not film wise, anyway. No, no, lots of TV stuff and comic stuff, which mm. I suppose is good because mm. that's the point of the thing. But um, surprising lack of film related material. And uh, there was a giant Iron Man 2 panel, yeah. but they haven't released any of the footage from it yet. Oh, that's no good. Which seemed a bit weird to me because you know, everyone gets really excited and everyone at the show goes on about how awesome the footage is. And then everyone that didn't go to the show wants to see it. 
but they can't. Yeah, likewise, I think there was some sort of uh, The Hobbit um, panel of some sort, and it didn't really release much there. They've no, still not cast no. it, and I think Peter Jackson was saying that the script is still about three or four weeks away. Yeah, although uh, I was reading an interview with James Cameron, who obviously he's doing Avatar at the moment, and for Avatar, the visual effects being done by Weta Digital, who obviously is Peter Jackson's lot, and while working there, he did say that he saw some production art and concept design stuff for The Hobbit, uh, which apparently is very much in the universe of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films, but with a kind of Guillermo del Toro influence. Oh, could be good. So it sounds good. good. So, yeah, not the most insightful comment from James Cameron, seeing as that is kind of what you'd expect from a you know Peter Jackson-produced Guillermo del Toro film. But, anyway, sounding good. Yep. Um... But yeah, in terms of uh, Comic-Con stuff, not that much. Uh, the Tron stuff was pretty amazing. And mm-hmm. they actually have got given it a proper title now. It's Tron Legacy. It's not called Tratuon or anything. Mm. So that's good. Um, and yeah, the life-size light cycle. Rather like that. Wish they actually made them for real so I could ride around on one. That'd be That'd cool. That'd be great. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, other than that, um, it's all kind of kept behind closed doors, really. So we're still waiting to see... The actual What's evidence that came out. Yeah, yeah, so all that excitement yeah. um, for movie news and bits and pieces coming out now was a bit disappointing. Yeah, Although um, the Lost news looks quite good. I was starting to get an idea as to what the new Lost series is about. Oh, yes. I will point out I'm a, a contributor to the Lost um, podcast they do now. That's your claim to fame, isn't Well, it? I did ask a question. Then it wasn't me on that. I sent a question in by email about Vincent the dog, and they read it out, and I was very excited. Yeah, well, lots of people were wondering that, I think. Mm. Mm. Um, do you reckon they'll do a lost movie when they finished the series? Yes, they're going to. It's going to be about all the animals and the trials and tribulations of the hurly bird and Vincent the dog and all the other unanswered questions. So they say. But that was on the podcast. Right. I have my doubts. So a bit like the kind of lassie and, you know, dogs mm. and cats going on big adventures yep. type film. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, Vincent is the only character to be confirmed to last all the way through to the end of the series. Yeah. But not the last episode. No, he hasn't. I'm still waiting for that. I'm yeah. still waiting. Yeah. Anyway, um, stay on target. Yeah, stay um, on. Oh, well, actually, um, Vincent's a dog. Right. A dog's an animal. Yes. So is a fox. I'm quite interested ah. by the fantastic Mr. Fox movie, yes. which is going to be coming out that, soon. That's very clever we did that. Yeah. <laughs> I kept it so vaguely on track. Um, yeah, it should be good. I like it as a story. The book's mm. very good. Um, but a bit concerned by the fact that what is quintessentially a very English sort of mm-hmm. story is going to be for the Americans. Yeah, Clunified <laughs> indeed. George Clooney as the fantastic Mr. Fox. Meryl Streep as Mrs. Fox. Bill Murray playing a badger. Um, uh, Haven't we t- always waited for that role? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just suited for it. I think it's just voiceovers. They're not actually playing the characters. It's not some sort of scrawl napkin kind no. of Beatrix Potter thing. Although that would be quite an interesting um, interpretation of it um, the British end seems to be being held up by Jarvis Cocker who's, who's really? in it yeah, yeah. he's indeed bizarre. yeah so there we go he's very beardy these days have you seen photos of him he's basically just a beard just a beard yeah with little legs sticking out the bottom um, a bit like cousin It from the Adam's family yes exactly yeah. yeah but yeah Fantastic Mr Fox uh, looks intriguing and looks kind of charming but um, well where I came from with the trailer is on FX Home, fxhome.com, mm-hmm. where I work. Uh, recently, there's a filmmaker there called Swinton Maximilian who put a film up called Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely nothing to do with Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, and it's actually quite freaky, and it's this kind of arty film about this fox head disintegrating, and yeah, visually amazing. But the visual style of it actually has ended up being quite similar to the Fantastic Mr. Fox trailer, which kind of meant that 
it came across as incredibly creepy to me because I immediately associated it with Mr. Fox, this other short film. Uh, so yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of influenced my view sure. on that one. Have you got any more snippets when you ought to crack yes, on we get into Transformers? A um, couple of things. First off, David Toohey still wants to do Riddick 3, which I'm quite excited about because Riddick's brilliant. Mm-hmm. No matter what everyone else says, I will never be convinced that it isn't brilliant. Um, by brilliant, I don't mean that The Chronicles of Riddick is a brilliant film. I just mean that... <laughs> The character of Riddick is brilliant and Love. great fun and deserves more, basically. Mm. So, yeah, he's still determined to do it, even though no one else has any confidence in the mm-hmm. series at all, except me. Um, also, there's been all this stuff in the news about a zombie film being made for £45. Have you read about that? No. Yeah, it's getting a cinema release and everyone's like, it's been made for £45, it's amazing. Um, and it's taken him like two years to film. It's called Colin, I think. And it's about, it follows a zombie as he becomes zombified, basically. And it's like the, the human side of being a zombie. Oh, right. So it all sounds quite interesting. The human side of being a zombie. Yes. Well, the zombie's the well known undead eaters of brains. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Um, so quite curious. It's all, uh, I'm not sure about the £45 thing because you can't make a film for £45. No. It's ridiculous. But quite intrigued by that. So we shall see. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's, um, that's me done. Well, yeah, I'm a bit concerned about the fact they're going to be make, remaking American Werewolf in London. Are they? Yeah, they are indeed. Mm. Um, let me just see who's reading it. I'll go to my uh, right. discreet source. Oh, you just dropped your wand. I just dropped my wand. Um, that wasn't a euphemism. No, that wasn't, no. Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Oh, that, that was worth waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. But there are plans afoot to remake an American Werewolf in London. Um I don't know how you can improve on an American Wolf in London yeah. it's a classic film the last time someone tried to do another American Werewolf in London film it was an American Werewolf in Paris one of the most awful films ever I've not seen not either. the most awful film ever we'll be coming on tonight in a minute <laughs> but one yeah. of the most I, awful I've not films. seen either of the, uh, the Werewolf no, an American films. Wolf in London is an absolute classic mm. I've, I've seen the transformation sequence which mm. is pretty awesome yeah that, that's, that's, that's what um, inspired the Michael Jackson thriller video which, of course, now mm. he's in a position to remake, although more authentically. Yeah, just waiting for the moment. Oh, and following up on our news last time we, we did one of these about Warcraft being turned into a movie, yeah. Universal have re- acquired the rights to Asteroid, the <laughs> Atari <laughs> console game, to turn that into a movie. For all of those who don't, who don't know what Asteroid is, you're a spaceship blow up asteroids are they going to keep the story <laughs> I do hope so yeah. I think it's very in depth because you know, as a fan I'm going to be pretty pissed off if they start messing around with that mm. so Transformers 2 starting off let's do a quick plot synopsis well as described earlier it's race of robots you've got the Autobots you've got the Decepticons they're fighting each other they arrived in the first film a couple of years back and now in Transformers 2 Revenge of the Fallen they throw in a new character called The Fallen oh that's who it was yes who is this random guy from way back who came to Earth, tried to set up some system in ancient Egypt, was it? Yeah. Uh, to suck power out the sun. That went wrong. He got exiled, and now he's back. So Sucking power out the sun is the sun to out, get out of the sun. Out of the sun to get energon, uh, which is how the Transformers power themselves. Yes. You may have missed that important point if you saw the film. Yeah. So then it's lots of running around, and Sam, played by Shia the Beef from the, the first film, he starts getting visions for no particularly good reason. Oh, the reason was he uh, had a bit of ancient shard of the uh, All Spark, which is some Transformers. Artifact, which was just happened to be in his shirt, which he obviously hadn't washed since the first movie. Yeah, that's slightly stretching it, really. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, and then it's lots of running around and lots of action, as you would expect from a Michael Bay film. So, where to begin? Well actually, if we begin at the start, which makes sense, I thought the first sort of 45 minutes were okay. I thought it started out right. Because you've got the human-robot alliance thing mm-hmm. with the military. I thought that was quite cool. Yep. That was stuff that was touched on in the comics quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was a nice idea. Uh, you had... Megan Fox on a motorbike. Yes, yes, Megan Fox on a motorbike. Um, which is actually an interesting point, because that was the first point when you start to wonder who the film's meant to be for. Mm. Um, what rating was it? I think it was... PG or 12 or 15 no it no, wouldn't be no, a 15 no because I thought the 15 would have been the as opposed to a minimum age it should have been the only age able to see the film yeah well this is the thing because in so many ways it feels like a film that's very much made for kids that are under 10 in that it's just relentless action 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 you never have time to sort of stop and think and it all you know keeps young kids occupied in in a way that you know cartoons Careful. normally do, mm-hmm. um, which isn't to say that that's what kids deserve because they deserve much better. They deserve <laughs> stuff like Pixar films, you know, stuff yep. that's genuinely good and yet is also great for kids. Uh, it's just that unfortunately a lot of filmmakers can't be asked to do that, so they just churn out some crap because they know it will keep them occupied, but it won't actually you know enhance them as people as they're growing up. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's where it seems to be going, and yet it's full of semi-clad women it's got Sheer the Beast's mum getting high on drugs mm. for this whole extended sequence but it just wasn't needed it didn't add anything no, to the no it's completely film. irrelevant um, and I think she runs around sort of swearing her head off then you've got all these kind of veiled swearing elsewhere in the film which most of it's kind of cut off in a kind of funny kind of way but it's all just a bit inappropriate and mm. um, uh, to me a lot of it looked like there's a lot of Using the robots to get away with doing like some sort of um, mild porn film, but with robots, yeah, but not in a good way. Yeah. You suddenly got one of the the small robots humping Megan Fox's leg, yeah, which is a bit weird. Yeah. Um, oh, and you had the the dogs shagging yeah. each other twice, yeah. but they weren't robots. No, well, no. maybe they were. Possibly robots in disguise. It could have been. Uh, yeah, the whole thing just felt really unsavoury. Mm. Um, and in a certain context, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, in a 15 or 18 certificate film, there's nothing wrong with getting a bit sexy or getting particularly violent or bringing in the drugs and all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. You know, when it makes sense, when it suits the story and the subject matter, that's fine. Yeah. But not for essentially a kids' film um, based on selling toys to kids. Yeah. And I'm I'm really worried that we're going to sound like a couple of old gits moaning because it's like not appropriate for children and all this kind of stuff. But it wasn't appropriate for me. No, no, you were shocked, weren't you? Well, I was shocked in the fact that other members of the audience seemed to be enjoying the film. Yeah, that's what's most depressing about the whole thing, really. Um, I think what was lacking the most from the entire film for me, and I only quite tweaked, I only tweaked this the other day, uh, because I, I was re-watching some of the old Transformers cartoons, and a lot of them are absolutely terrible. The original cartoon Transformers stuff, most of it is so badly written and cheaply animated, and it's, it's pretty poor, but... Every single episode, like every episode of the cartoon, the movie, the original cartoon movie, all the comics, every single one, they had this moral centre. They had like an ethical viewpoint that was very, very clear, and it was about you know being a hero, being a good person, and everything was based around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless you were a fan of the Decepticons, in which case it's all about being evil. Yes, yes, but you know they always got beaten. 
and uh, yeah, it was quite clearly right and wrong. Because mm. um, I used to try to invade the Autobot city a lot, but the Autobots are always able to beat them off. Exactly. Yes, thank you for that. But yeah, Transformers 2 doesn't have that. It's got all this kind of debauched activity going on, and all the heroic stuff is kind of, you know, mm. doesn't really matter that much because when it comes to the robots fighting, you don't really know who's doing what. And, and yeah, it just doesn't have that. Even the first Transformers Michael Bay film had a decent moral center. You know, it's mm-hmm. very much about Optimus Prime talking about everyone deserves freedom and, you know, fighting for your rights and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, second one doesn't do that. No. It's, uh, yeah. No, I. I I just don't know what was going on in the second one, to be honest. I was vaguely aware as to what the plot was about. But the most, um, the, the thing for me which really ruined the film was they went so OTT with the CGI, they put way too much detail in on the robots so that when you had these extravagant 20-hour-long fight scenes, or so it seemed, <laughs> you couldn't actually see what was going on because there's just too much happening yeah. on the screen. This and was a slight problem in the first one, but only a little bit, and it felt more like a stylistic choice, but it still kind of worked. Um, but in this one... It, oh, OTT, you just yeah. can't watch it as a film and think, oh, this is happening. It's just 20 minutes of... It could be... Uh, a spanner and a hedgehog just smacking each other yeah it's just, it's just like watching a building collapse in with a really close up shot and mm. it's just like stuff flying over the screen yep. it's like whenever there's like a cool action move like say I think there's a bit where Bumblebee rips out Ravage's spine mm-hmm. oh is that um, what it was yeah but that's the thing it takes you about 20 seconds to process what you've seen because the visual information is so dense yep. that you see something's happened the music's kind of telling me that something cool just happened what is it Okay, there's that shape there, there's that... Uh, oh, right, okay. Mm. And so every single uh, emotional moment in the action that should be, like, really amazing, and you're like, yeah, come on, and it, it doesn't work. Now, this is something where if you compare the Transformers the movie, the 1986 one, where you look at the animation, and, and right, it's not great animation, but when you compare it against the Transformers 2, you can actually see what's going on and appreciate yeah. that, that the robots are actually characters. You can see the intent as to what's meant to be happening and no the animation isn't that great and that was one of the criticisms levelled at it when it first came out but would I rather watch a poorly animated but well intentioned -intentioned story (laughs) which is easy to follow what's going on or would I rather watch robots with dangly balls yeah, that was another. A la thing. Devastator. That's that's it. every single time the film nearly started to have some kind of emotional impact, or you started to get excited by the action, or you know, any time where it was about to hit an emotional beat that made sense, it would throw in some random crappy Michael Bay mm. humor that completely destroyed it. Mm. So you know, you're, you're starting to get maybe a little bit tense about the fact that Devastator is about to take the top of this pyramid off, and John Totoro, who was actually a lot better in this one than the first mm-hmm. one, I thought. Um, so you know, enjoying his performance and stuff. Yeah. That's all. You know, getting quite exciting, and then. It is tilt up, and obviously has got a couple of dangling testicles. Yeah, it's not really no. what you want to see in a robot film. And it's moments like that where it went so far, it actually felt like a parody of Transformers movies. You know, like the scary movie type thing. Yeah, where you know, scary movies are parody of Scream and of horror movies in general. But it's that kind of cheap humour that it's just riffing on all these pop culture bits and pieces, and it's yep. so so easy and cheap. Um, and yeah, you know, can be quite fun, but. You don't get Scream doing that. You know, Scream or whatever is is trying to do something proper. Um, And Transformers 2 feels like a parody of Transformers. Um, It's it's like it's already trying to joke about itself. Yeah. And and talking of uh, sort of joking and parodying, what what did you think of the accents that the Transformers had in the movie? It it ranged from the sublime to the ridiculous. I think Optimus Prime is the only one who had a 
vaguely decent yeah. sound sounding yeah. voice. Um, what was it? Uh, Jetfire or uh, was it Jetfire? Yeah, Jetfire, yeah. 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 Ooh, call blimey! I've just stepped out of a guy which Richard Field. I'm a transformer. <laughs> me, I'm ancient. Yeah, I speak Cockney. Yeah. And you had those two. Um, who were they? The idiots who were hang- hanging around with Bumblebee and Wiki. Yeah, um, yeah, the ethnic robots. Yeah, the ethnic robots. I yeah. mean, I, what, what is it needed? Well, that those one those are particularly strange because there's been a lot of talk and stuff written about is Transformers too mm. racist, and I'm not sure I'm really qualified to to judge particularly, but it is extremely weird because you've got these two twin characters who go around talking in you know particular dialects is it I don't know is it like a Hispanic dialect or something uh, I don't, don't know I'm not sure but I, I really gave up really yeah. taking things in too much um, but it's just really odd and they're, they're quite clearly shown to be you know substandard and stupid and not educated even though they're robots it makes no sense for robots to be particularly mm. stupid um, and there's a moment when they say they can't read you know oh we don't really do reading and it's like what how does that make sense robots. in that kind of context unless you're making some bizarre racial dig based on the accents you've mm. chosen yes yeah, I, I don't think the problem uh, with the film is that it's racist the problem with the film is that it's shit yes and I think like with the racist issues I don't think they're deliberately doing that because that would be madness you can't do that in a, such a big film because oh. someone's going to notice I think it's just that the people making it just aren't sophisticated enough to realise what they're doing you know they didn't realise that they were putting these weird characters in that are so bizarrely stereotyped that it's going to offend or at least confuse people and that comes back to the you know the lack of moral centre you know you don't put yeah. in these stereotyped characters well, in a kids film well it, it's, it all comes from the fact that Michael Bay obviously he just wants to play with his Transformers but he's just got a big budget and many many computers to CGI it and that's basically all he's doing. He, he, actually, you could probably make a better Transformers movie by going out and buying some of the toys, if you can still get them. Or you could probably get movie-tying ones. Yeah. Getting a video camera and some special effects software, I believe, which you can get at a reasonable price on FX Home. Absolutely. Uh, as advertised once again on the Gadget Show this week, we noticed. Was it? Yeah, they're giving oh, it away in their prize fund again. Uh, yeah, I want to win one of those. Not FX Home software, because I've got, well, that. Yeah. got that already. Yeah. But, but yeah, Gadget Show prizes, mm. they, they give out. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, anyway, yeah. So you may as well just get uh, a small more cameras and effects software a couple of toy robots and just having, having a bash at each other yeah. in case you're going oh yeah. I am Megatron you are evil or oh, you are evil Megatron but I am the mighty brave Optimus Prime yet my Autobot allies will help defeat the evil Decepticons in your quest to conquer the galaxy no Optimus Prime you won't because I have Starscream <laughs> and he's great and he's my friend even though I hate him Ah, but Coming I soon have... from Wayne <laughs> is his own version of Transformers 2 with lots of ah, ah, Transformer Pirates Now yes. there's a film Transformer No actually Pirates. no. let's think about this let's take it a step further you can take Pirates of the Caribbean and Transformers and put them together and that, get a truly horrendous film That would be film. one unholy be terrible. thing that could open up some mm. sort of gateway So any good points in the film then Simon from your point uh, of view well, John Totoro was much better than the first one mm-hmm. I thought he was funny in a sort of genuinely funny kind of way yeah. which is you know makes a change from the rest of the film um, technically it's amazing <laughs> really uh, you know you can't get away from that um, Spike not Spike he's not called Spike no he's film. not no. Sam, Sam Sam's dad I thought he was quite good yeah. and he was the bit where Sam's telling his dad to go off on his own and in the desert that was like the one moment which, which kind of rang true mm. although it was immediately followed up by some stupid joke so that, just, yeah. that destroyed it utterly uh, otherwise, no, it's just nothing. Yeah. 
Um, the, the, the absolute worst thing about the film, in, you know, in spite of everything else we've said, the worst thing is that it was a bit boring. And no matter what you say about Michael Bay's other films, um, most of which I kind of enjoy, even if I don't think they're particularly good, but they're entertaining. And you can just sit there, turn your brain off, and have a bit of a laugh, like with Armageddon. Um, you know, I don't think it's boring, it's just, you know, silly. Hmm. Transformers 2, I was bored. Um, as soon as they get to the desert at the end, it's just shot after shot of sand with a robot in it firing at another robot, and you can't really tell the difference who they are, what's going on, and that goes on for an hour. Hmm. It's just so tedious. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I could think about, the good thing about the film, is the fact I don't feel quite so dirty now having seen Terminator's Salad Nation earlier yeah, in the year. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, there's... The kind of blockbusters this year have been pretty disappointing. Yeah, um, they've been really great. I think, well, it kicked off with Watchmen, which I liked. Um, and in, in retrospect, that's seeming like more and more of an achievement, really, <laughs> uh, after all this other stuff coming out. So, yeah. 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 There we go. Indeed. So, yeah, we're not really fans of Transformers no. 2. But if you're like everyone else in the audience, you'll probably quite like it. Mm. Uh, so, what do we know? Indeed. Indeed. Mind you, though, um, have you heard they're going to be doing, what, potentially Transformers 3... And they're considering bringing in Cybertron, the big planet-eating planet robot. Do you mean Unicron? Unicron, yeah, not Cybertron. Cybertron. Sorry, yeah, Unicron. Newbie mistake. Um, Well, I've not watched Transformers (laughs) for quite a long time. See, what they should have been doing, though, from the very first Transformers film, they should have been seeding in these little hints of Unicron. Mm. Okay, so... Fans but would but have they don't want to use Unicron because they think that the scale of it's too big and they'll lose the human emotion touch of it. Yeah, which this is, is obviously there in Transformers yeah. 2. That's what you watch it for, isn't it? The, yeah. the human yeah. story. What's the thing, Michael Bay, before the film came out, he said what's going to be really amazing about the second one compared to the first one is the he, end. He, but, <laughs> yeah, but he, he acknowledged with the first one that you know there wasn't much character in the robots and stuff. He said the, the, the amazing thing about the second one is that you really get a sense of character from these robots and you don't at all. It just fails miserably. I mean, mm. you get a sense of stereotypes. So, um, and then, it's a film that fails on many, many levels. Yeah. So, on that happy note. Yeah, but it's made millions and it'll be back. So oh, yeah. There you go. But you know what we think. There we go. Yes, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Yep, yeah, hopefully we will be reviewing a more recent film. Yep. Possibly Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, that'd be good. Quentin Tarantino that'd be good. And Moon, if it ever comes to the wilds of Norfolk. Yep. Yeah which it may or may not do. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye.